Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Noodles at Noon, the show that focuses on things that are not worth focusing on. Joining me on the show today, he once crashed a lawnmower into a garage, and despite that, still got a job at a lawnmower company. As always, it's Noah. Hello. Thank you for having me back again. And I'd completely You're forgotten welcome. that story until this moment. Whoops. Uh, whoops. <laughs> I never forget, <laughs> even though I wasn't even there. And our special <laughs> guest joining us this week knows William Shatner as the guy from Miss Congeniality, but does know what Chocolate Rain is. It's Noah's wife, Jessie. Hi, Ben. Thanks for the introduction. I appreciate that. Oh, you are so welcome, Jessie. Thank you so much for being on the show. Jessie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I should have prepared. I am, I mean, it's, it's you just say, you. It's just me. I know myself pretty well. Oh, so, good. uh... I am Noah's wife. We are sitting here together, sharing a microphone, so that will be interesting. <laughs> I'm I... signaling her to get closer to the mic, so she's looking at me like, what? What's going on? <laughs> um, yes, I am uh, 300 pounds and five foot four, and a pro wrestler, or whoever was supposed to be your special guest. <laughs> um, that, no, that was I last am... week. And... That was last yeah. week. Yeah, I am... he, he didn't show well and now you got me so sorry about that <laughs> happy i happy. think we'd rather have you than hulk hogan anyway oh that's who it was yeah, yeah i'm not very cultured. scares me <laughs> anyway um i am a teacher i am a fan of tea and small animals and that's all i have to say about myself jesse what's your favorite podcast oh I don't I don't really listen to any podcasts. Do, can you recommend one? Yeah, This American Life is really good, <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I quite like Car Talk. Uh There you go. It's <laughs> it's on it's on National Public Radio, but it does have a podcast. So what do they I talk recommend about? that one? Uh cars, uh mostly. Cars, oh. car repair. Uh Oh, I see. It's a, it's a play on words like they it's called Car Talk, and they talk about cars. Wait, okay. have you really not heard Car Talk? <laughs> okay. Yes, I have. <laughs> like, wow, Just even I clack. have heard. Well, while See, we're you're talking very about culture, pod... Jesse. Thank you. While we're talking about podcasts, Sorry, I, interrupted I will your interject. Plug, Noah. You're interrupting it again, Ben. <laughs> I, I interrupted your plug again. I'm sorry. Uh, while we're on the topic of podcasts, I did just want to say that Noodles at Noon, as we mentioned last week, is available on iTunes and Spotify and on our website at noodlespodcast.com. Um, at noodlespodcast.com, you can leave us a comment or a note, and it may get read on the show. Um, yes, also, it would it really will. help. It would also really help if on iTunes you left us a five-star review and also wrote a comment in there just to say what you like about the show. It would be really helpful. And Ben, I think we may have expanded to another social media platform that you could care to talk about. Yes, if you have Instagram, uh, you're one of those people who likes to look at pictures of things and not read what the comments actually say. Uh, you go to Instagram and you type in at noodles.at.noon because noodles at noon was taken. So we had to add the dots. Um, it's just a period sign. You don't actually have to type out dot. That would be a bit much. But yeah, noodles period at period noon. And you can go follow us there on Instagram for some behind the scenes stuff, some highlights, uh, 
yeah, some pretty great stuff that you'll miss out on if you just listen to the podcast, but you should do that as well anyway. This week, my good friend has a beautiful garden and she grows all sorts of things that we have picked and eaten and cooked, etc. And this week we made zucchini bread with mm. an enormous zucchini the size of my entire arm. And it turns out you're not supposed to fill the bread tin to the brim uh, before you bake it. And I found that out the hard way. And we had an explosion of zucchini bread in the oven. But you just, apparently, you know, you cook it, you scrape off the top that exploded, and it's still good bread, so. Did it all fall down into the oven? Well, luckily, we were baking bread tins on the top rack of the oven, and then muffins on the bottom rack. So the muffins caught all of the uh, <laughs> overflow. <laughs> were they zucchini muffins or did you end up with some weird hybrid like blueberry zucchini muffin? No, luckily they were zucchini muffins, but muffins is oh, a okay. generous term for the end result. <laughs> what, what happened to the muffins? Did you they put just... not enough in the muffins? Should you have taken the excess from the loaf and put them in the muffin tins or what no, happened? No, we just had, there. we didn't have enough tins for the amount, the the incredible amount of batter we made, and we did not <laughs> want to be defeated. So we baked something. <laughs> they just made well, one mega muffin. <laughs> yeah. That's better than the time I tried making muffins and then realized I didn't have any muffin tins, so I had to <laughs> leave my cooking and go get them. Actually, no, I had a friend go buy them for me. Oh, so like a, a servant? Or like a secretary type person? I like to think of her as my secretary. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll let her know. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, tell great. her Great. I'm sure she'll like that. Oh, yeah, no. She does listen to the podcast, so. At least I think. Shout Unless out she's to lying that person. To me. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my secretary. Well, this will be the test to see if she does listen to it or not. If she comments on this, then you know. And if she doesn't, then you know. She probably doesn't remember. That'll be her excuse anyway. <laughs> well, I can talk about my story this week. Um, Jesse and I, it, it overlaps into Jesse's life. I know we are our own people, but it overlaps into her life, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, we were able to get away for a day and just get an Airbnb in the next town over. So we didn't go very far, but we just wanted to kind of get away. And we ended up picking this Airbnb that was really cool and really interesting and i just want to talk about it and it was this little uh cottage i won't say the name of the airbnb because you know they have like a title on airbnb but it talked mm -hmm. about how it was like a really great place for gamers so we were intrigued by that jesse picked it just so we're clear it was not me forcing her to pick it because i love you <laughs> she she really wanted the one with the lovely garden and excellent zucchini baking equipment but no mm -hmm. we went with the gaming one and instead she got one that was specifically designed for gamers and we got to meet our hosts <laughs> it was really cool they do a lot of like 3d printing stuff so a lot of things were 3d printed in the house and they had like this cobblestone garden outside out front of their house that had like red leds laid in it to look like lava flows between the rocks which was really cool 
And so we got Dang. into like our little side cottage house and it has a really small living room with a futon, a TV with games and a South Park pinball machine. Ooh. Just like a full on pinball machine in this little tiny living room. And they had like they had this cool lamp in the corner with a 3D print moon, like a 3D print of the moon. And all this kind of weird, uh, how would you describe the art on the walls? Um, artsy? <laughs> it, it's a very artsy house, and I think you can just decide whatever that means for yourself. Yeah, whatever Art you picture decorate. in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just picture it however you want to picture it. Um, but it was really okay. cool because they had all these games, and they had like full-on like joystick pads with all the clicky buttons like you'd find in an arcade and uh yeah a pinball machine all of the cabinets were like lit up internally with leds and then uh an alarm that goes off at 6 a.m playing uh what's what's that song symphony nine symphony nine beethoven's yeah is that right beethoven's ninth symphony very loud fifth symphony beethoven's ninth fifth symphony the bum 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 yep 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 that one that, that would be the fifth symphony oh public school has failed me sorry uh, <laughs> but not me, me. <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> i was public it school as well <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah so we highly recommend this airbnb in an unnamed city with an unnamed title so if you ever are driving by stop in unnamed yeah. cottage <laughs> and jesse made fun of me because we had this full real-life pinball machine, and instead I opted to just play this pinball video game that they had on their TV while sitting next to the actual pinball machine. So that was fun. That's like the scene in Parks and Rec where uh, Bobby Newport's <laughs> playing bowling on the Wii with the bowling alley right next to him. Exactly. Ah, Parks and Rec. And the guy looks exactly like me. what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and he does the wave. Uh, uh, what a great, what a great show. Uh, anyway, uh, as for me, um, I didn't. I started a new job this past week. Uh, um, the best story that came out of that is Fridays are dog days at work, um, so you can bring in your dog. Uh, so that there was a lot of dogs there on Friday that I got to hang out with. I don't know. There was just dogs around, and it made me happy. Um, Aside from that, I figured out that my parents do actually listen to the podcast because my mom uh, told me that uh, she fell asleep listening to it. So that is really encouraging. Oh. And uh, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So she still doesn't know what happened in the podcast. Maybe uh, that's best. She, she was asleep. It might be for the best. Um, she listens to yes, well, five-minute increments. Yeah. Every night, five more minutes till she falls asleep and then has to find her place the next night. It takes her 20 days to listen to it. I'd be curious to know if anybody else falls asleep to our podcast because that would be really fun. Um, I did once. <laughs> oh, Is really? Is that narcissistic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, one other question. Uh, on the first podcast, you said you had no job, no house, and no wife. And then last week you got a job. So when I said I don't have a house, like I have a house, but it belongs <laughs> to my parents. Like I'm not 
living on the streets, but somehow with a podcast set up. That's yeah, <laughs> that's not the case. I I do live somewhere, um. So I guess you can say yes. This week I do have a house. Oh, um, next so week's next week be a big I will. Week? Yeah, you're invited. <laughs> we will make it happen. This is the week. That's kind of concerning for me. Um, <laughs> gotta admit, don't like that at all. <laughs> you don't get a well, say in the matter. <laughs> no, I don't. My my personal uh, next week's marriage aside, we're going to dive into some games. And we actually yeah. have two new games this week, Jesse. So all the preparation you did listening to the games from last week means absolutely nothing. Because we're going to have two new games this week. And we're going to start it off with one of those new games. And this will be for our contestants, Noah and Jesse, going up against one another. And it's called Happy Birthday to Who? You have to say it like that, where you go really high-pitched on the who. Happy birthday, Happy to, birthday who? to who? No, Noah, no. <laughs> you did it wrong. You did it Happy wrong. Try again. To who? You didn't go high-pitched. You just went, who? So loud. Yeah. Happy birthday to who? Yeah, Ouch. that's better. <laughs> so did you guys know that in a room of 23 people, there is a 50-50 chance of two of them having the same birthday? Well, there's also a 0% chance that they're all wearing a mask. This game takes famous people's <laughs> birthdays from the past week, and I will ask the contestants, who are Noah and Jesse, something about that person's life. A correct or close answer will get you a point. If there are no correct or close answers, I will assign points based on how I feel. Does this all make sense, Noah and Jesse? Yes. Probably. Awesome. Who? who? <laughs> on August 24th of 1902... Carlo Gambino was born in Italy, but is more well-known for his mafioso work he did in New York City. What was his nickname? We'll start with Jesse. Uh, can you say his name one more time, Ben? Yes, his name was Carlo Gambino, and he was born in Italy, 1902. Okay. I'm going to say the great Gambini because it kind of sounds like... Babe Ruth's nickname, and I might just be conflating those, but I'm going to go with the Great Gambini. So the Great Gambini from Jesse, as opposed yep. to the Great Bambino. Exactly. Which is Babe Ruth, which I like baseball, so I see you. Oh, good. Noah! <laughs> uh, I thought that was a really good line of logic, Jesse. Well done. Um, I'm thinking... The reason he has achieved relevance and you are thinking of him, Ben, is because he shares the same name with a similar mafia boss that walks the streets today, being Donald Glover, also known as Childish Gambino. Final answer. Ooh, I like that reasoning a lot, but you are incorrect. Oh. But that is actually very, very good logic, and you make this hard for me. However, Carlo Gambino's nickname was The Godfather and is actually the inspiration oh. for the movie. Oh. I almost guessed that just because it's the only oh, thing sure. I could think of. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. sure. You know what? I was going to give it to you, but now I'm going to give it to Jesse because I just <laughs> lied. Also baseball. Also baseball. Baseball yeah. buddies. That's true. She appealed to your baseball interests, so I can't really she top that. She did, and that was, that was really smart of her. All so after answers one will be baseball themed. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jesse, one point. Noah, zero points. Moving on to round number two. Knock, knock. 
Who's there? Dishes. Dishes who? Dishes Sean Connery. And I was born on <laughs> August 25th, 1930. I also turned down the opportunity to play what role? Because I, quote, didn't understand the novels. What was this role that he turned down, Noah? I just read about this this week, I think. No, 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 no. I read about someone that turned down to play James Bond, who Sean Connery then played. Uh, 19... Wait, when did this happen? I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, I thought you I... said. No, he was born on August 25th, 1930. Oh, okay. Um, so what novels were big in, like, the 60s, let's say? Uh, the Hardy Boys, maybe? <laughs> if he didn't understand those novels, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Bleak House. Noah's going with Bleak House. Jesse's Jesse. staring at me blankly. It is a novel by Charles Dickens. Does oh, it have a movie? Actually, it has a PBS, uh, or I'm sorry, not PBS, BBC uh, TV series rendition of it. Bleak House. Oh. Oh. Not well. a sponsor. Was Sean Connery in it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Nancy Drew. <laughs> Just because so, I said Hardy Boys. <laughs> you're going yep. to say that the role he turned down <laughs> was Nancy Drew. Well, <laughs> She's like, I don't understand this novel. <laughs> Who is this woman? Yeah, during the 60s, there was a lot of... Um, you know, women power going on. So he didn't understand. So they it. were gonna have Sean Connery play <laughs> this woman. My final answer. Well, you are both incorrect. The correct answer was Gandalf. Oh. Sean Connery was offered the role of Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, but he did not understand the novels. He also what? did not want to spend eighteen months in New Zealand. Oh well. This guy just. I've lost all respect for Sean Connery. Doesn't want to go to New Zealand. Doesn't understand Lord of the Rings. That's crazy. We are outraged. Okay. But without without that, Sir Ian McKellen would not be. So. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it was cast well. Yeah. I think it works out. Um, given your outrage and the fact that uh, I liked your answer, it was obscure and it was uh, BBC oriented, apparently, according to Jesse. Sorry, Jesse, you hurt your case. I'm going to give the point to Noah. Yay! Uh, I'm probably going to give it to Jesse next. Thank we you. are going all the way back to 1676, 100 years before history officially started, to the birth of Britain's first prime minister, Sir Robert Walpole, on August 26th. One of Walpole's claims to fame was overseeing the major portions of the War of Jenkins' Ear, which lasted from 1739 to 1748. But the conflict with Spain allegedly began in 1931 after what incident happened at sea, Jesse? Uh, ben, I'm just going to say that was way too much history uh, for me. <laughs> Do you want um, the Cliff Notes version? Uh, for fun and for the listeners, in case they also glazed over, let's get the Cliff Notes version. All right. So some prime minister way back when named Robert... Went to war with Spain. Why? Ah, and this was at sea? Well, uh, obviously. Yes. In the 1600s, the golden age of piracy, um, I think. 
I don't pretty know. sure that golden age was piracy was like 2003 but okay <laughs> napster <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna go with uh pirates and if you want a more specific answer i I'm want a go... very specific answer we're gonna go gonna... with blackbeard's um ship the you know were you about to say the Santa Maria? Can we please cut that out? I don't want to sound no. extra dumb. <laughs> Wait, the 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 it was Queen a, Anne's Revenge. Queen Anne's Revenge. We were just talking about this, so I'm going to say Queen Anne's Revenge attacked um, in the Spanish seas, and war ensued. The end. All right, Noah. I'm going to say it has to do with Ponce de Leon and his quest for the uh, the thing that makes you younger. <laughs> What's it called? Fountain of Youth. Fountain of Youth. I couldn't remember. I know fictional things. Yes. I don't know real stuff. <laughs> Wait, so no, he was we real. have Ponce de well, Leon's well, Fountain of Youth and Blackbeard's ship. Well, it turns out a man named Robert Jenkins, Jenkins, had his ear severed by Spanish sailors who boarded his ship during a time of peace. That is why it's called the War of Jenkins' Ear. Get it? Because, you know. Oh. Yeah. The War of Jenkins' I was, Ear. So, so we Jenkins just had his ear cut off. We just didn't address uh, the whole War of Jenkins' Ear thing. I we forgot. just glossed right over that. Yeah, you did. Um, it was literally called the War of Jenkins' Ear. The answer was pretty much in the question. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so no one uh, really expected that to happen, as which with many things that the Spanish do. But I'm going to give the point to Jesse because that's kind of like a pirate sort of behavior. They boarded the ship, cut off a dude's ear. Pirate Thank Peter, you. same sort of deal. I was just going to say I'm seeing a lot of blurred stories here. Okay, I'll take it. I will take it. Can I give Ben 10 points for a very subtle Monty Python reference? What? I missed it? Uh-huh. Yes, you can give me 10 points for that. I will write it down. <laughs> ben wins ben. the game. 10 points and wins. <laughs> All right. Second to last question. Ed Gein was born in Wisconsin on August 27th, 1906, and inspired what two famous films? Noah, that's all the information you get. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Miss... What's the William Shatner movie? Star Trek. Miss Congeniality 1 and Miss Congeniality 2. Are there two? There Unfortunately, are. Ben, there are. Armed and Fabulous is ah. the second one. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. That's right. I haven't seen it. I've only seen Miss Congeniality 1. Jesse, <laughs> your turn. <laughs> okay. So this guy was born in Wisconsin. If in you're 1906. Born in 1906. Okay. So it would make sense to me that he moved to the opposite side of the country, down south. And what do you do down south? You get into a John Grisham novel. So I'm going to say he inspired the films based on the books, uh, The Firm, and The Pelican Brief. That sounded so smart. It wasn't funny, but it's all I could think of. So we're going to go with it. <laughs> Uh, you are both incorrect. Ed Gein was born in Wisconsin on August 27, 1906, and inspired the two films Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He was a serial killer and a body snatcher. Um, 
As for points, I think Jesse got the closest when she said he went down south. And what do you do when you're down south? Well, in Texas, you massacre people with a chainsaw. So <laughs> that is fair. Points that's definitely going to Jesse there. Definitely. See, that's, that's good logic. Uh, yep. That's that very good logic. See, you may not have thought your answer was funny, but it was a good answer. Former First Lady Lucy Webb Hayes, wife of Rutherford B. Hayes, was born on August 28, 1831, and she was such a fan of a certain kind of animal that the American Council in Bangkok once sent her what animal as a pet, the first in the United States. Howler monkey. A howler monkey. That is a good answer, Noah. Well, as we all know. <laughs> okay, so we're going in the confidence direction, I see. In, the, right. in the confidence, yeah. Well, Bangkok is the origin of the peacock. Because, you know, Bangkok, peacock. So this was the first time a peacock was brought over to the United States. Are, are peacocks local to India? I don't think I that's... think they're the official bird of India or something. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Bangkok, like Hold up, Thailand? that is a bold... <laughs> wait, yeah, Bangkok is Guys. in India. Yeah, like Thailand. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 Uh, are there peacocks in Bangkok? We are looking it up. Uh, we can stream NBC Peacock. There is a peacock alley in Thailand. So, yes. I'm looking up the official bird of Thailand. And we're just going to pretend that I didn't say India. <laughs> that That's fine. We okay, can... cool. The official bird of Thailand is the Siamese fireback, just so Whoa. you know. Well, that's cool. What was yes. the animal, the bird, or the pet? What was ah, the pet? Yes, the pet that was sent to the first lady was a Siamese cat. Oh. It was the first Siamese cat ever in the United States. And uh, the rather intrepid and witty uh, Hayes family named it Siam, which oh. is so clever. <sighs> that they named their Siamese cat Siam. It also took like over a year for the cat to be delivered. Did they I name normally their... get my cats on Amazon Prime so that they get here quickly. Uh, what were you going to say, Noah? Did they name their Great Dane Great and their Greyhound Gray and no, their Yorkie just, they're both York? They're Gruh. <laughs> Gruh. Gruh. This is my dog Gruh. My other dog Gruh. My cat Siam. Um, I think that has to go to Noah because he said that the peacock was the official bird of Thailand, right? And the official bird of Thailand is actually a Siamese uh, uh, fireback. Fireback. So that's kind of close. It's not basically really. the same answer. It's, it's indistinguishable. Basically closer than a howler monkey. And the score was, at the very end, Jesse 3, Noah 2. So, Jesse, congratulations. You take home the victory. Yay. And the bag of Skittles you have 24 hours from now to redeem. Okay, we're actually outside your house, so Ooh. once this wraps up, we will we will uh, bust down the door I, for the Skittles. I was literally watching you on the video thing, uh, and I know that you aren't. So. <laughs> ah, foiled. We moved our ah, house foiled outside again. your house. <laughs> you moved? <laughs> I'm fine with that, actually. You just moved the whole house. That'd be awesome. That would be great. But impractical. Yeah, that's true. Especially living in a townhouse. We'd have to see if our neighbors would be okay with that. 
Yeah, they often be on board, and you know they'd probably make you pay for it all since it's your idea. Yeah, that that sounds expensive. <laughs> anyway, well, congratulations, Jesse. Thank you. You won your first ever game on ever noodles at noon. Yes, ever. Oh She's my god, undefeated. It's okay. You won Noah's heart, and that's all that matters. Yay! Yay! And I'm still trying to win hers. <laughs> Aww. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's weird. Yeah. All right, that's, that's well, we're going to move really on to our second moment. game based on that uh, bombshell there. Uh, and Noah prepared it this week. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. I took some lead from Michael, who prepared such an awesome game last week. Um, so I decided to prepare a game this week, and it is called Food Flop Funambulism. And if you don't know what funambulism means, it means... A show, especially of mental agility. So in this game, I ask you, Ben, and you, Jesse, to really flex that mental agility as we talk about one of Jesse's favorite things, <laughs> food. Ben, how do you feel about food? I love food. I eat it at least uh, two or three times a day. Um, oh. I feel I'm pretty good at eating it. Um, I eat lots of it. And I plan on eating it again. That's how I feel about food. I don't know, Ben. I did listen to the episode where you ate the the Lucky Charms and the soy milk and the coffee creamer. and I did I just... not say that I liked it. <laughs> the story was specifically based around the premise. I didn't like it. I think the more uh, often we bring this up to you, Ben, the more angry you're going to be. So next week, the other guest I can... just become sour. Yep. Ha <laughs> All right, so Ben, for you, food is kind of a daily occurrence. It's an ongoing thing. Jesse, what about you? Would you say, what's your relationship with food? Food is all about the experience, especially cheese. I actually oh, suggested you're one of those people. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I suggested to Noah that he make a cheese-themed game, but this is good too. We don't want to discriminate um, any other dairy products or food in general, so. Uh, we've broadened the game from just being about cheese to being about some other mysterious foods that Noah is going to tell us about. Yes, so we'll jump right into it. Food Flop Finambulism is a 10-question game specifically talking about foods that flopped. So, for instance, you know, sometimes you'll walk, be walking down the aisle at the store and you'll see, oh, Oreos has pumpkin spice-themed Oreos now. And you try them and you go, oh, these are terrible. I just want regular Oreos. And then you never see those Oreos ever again. So this is going to talk about that. Talk about uh, products you'd find in the grocery store and also fast food items that people tried to get off the ground and they just failed. This game will work similar to Jeopardy. I'll give you some information about this food item and then you'll have to answer the question, usually what the brand of the food was or what the type of food was specifically. So Ben, Jesse... Are you ready? I'm ready. Yes. Question number one. In an effort to expand their brand, Colgate, the popular toothpaste company, unsuccessfully attempted to expand into this line of food items. What was the food item? Do oh, I have to uh, buzz in? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should have received your buzzer in the mail. <laughs> uh, uh, let's, I'm going we'll to alternate. Lose. Ben, you can go first. Um, I'm going to say, keeping with the idea that this went so horribly wrong, what is orange juice? 
Oh. Oh, there is nothing worse than toothpaste and orange juice. That's a good answer. Jesse, what do you think? Well, in an attempt to actually win some points, I'm going to go Yikes. with... Yikes. Ow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with um, peppermints. That would make sense. That's a logical <laughs> guess. Reasonable. I don't know. Yeah, that's a logical guess. All right. Jesse says peppermints. Ben says juice. Both of those are wrong. The correct answer is a lot more wild than you would expect. It is frozen foods, including the picture I found of some Colgate beef lasagna. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that branding just looks like cling wrap branding with like some generic, sad, kind of deflated beef lasagna. It looks like the, the lasagna looks like the Colgate logo, you know? <laughs> it kind of does. Like swoopy lines. So I see it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems that people were unable to separate the toothpaste idea from this beef lasagna. Kind of makes sense. It looks like a toothpaste container. And the idea was shelved. All right. Uh, Actually, I think it that... was removed from shelves. Boom. <laughs> tomato, tomato, right? Get it? Food? <laughs> Food? <laughs> oh, man. I can't keep up. All right, uh, so the yeah. next item. Whose joke was oh, better, guess... Jesse? Mine or Noah's? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing about Jesse, she is extremely diplomatic. Um, I'm going to give it to ah. Ben on this one just because he said juice, and it's just a horrible idea from a toothpaste company, and I also think frozen food is a horrible idea from a toothpaste company, so we're going to go with that. Um, next question number two. This is my smug face. I turned my camera on so they can see my smug face. <laughs> Actually, you're frozen right now, so you are looking uh, good. incredibly smug. All right. Question number two. This popular chip brand baffled millions by creating a lip balm flavored after their popular line of snack chips. Jesse. Okay. Um... Sorry, can you ask the question again? <laughs> what am I supposed to be answering? Oh, the chip brand. This popular yeah. chip brand baffled millions I know by creating a lip balm flavored after their popular line of snack chips. Okay. Well, I also know it. It was my favorite flavor of lip balm. I ate it as a snack before I knew that was bad for you. <laughs> and it is Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Flaming hot Cheetos, yeah. just in a little tube of chapstick. Yum. Ben, what's well, your answer? You see, the fact that you enjoyed it so much proves that it was a good idea. However, the correct answer is Pringles. Any particular flavor of Pringles? No, it was their entire line of flavors of Pringles oh. that they made the uh, chapsticks for. That's a lot of and bad decisions. The, the the chapstick looked like a Pringles can, because you know that's what a that's what a chapstick looks like a Pringles can. I'm going to do a little bit of fact-checking here because I realize that's totally possible. You could be right. That's not the answer I have. But um, Okay, so this is DIY. It doesn't look like Pringles were ever officially made into chapstick. Yeah. However. No, <laughs> oh, so confident. <laughs> you sounded so confident. It However, makes so much sense Jesse... in my head. <laughs> it does make sense because like, even the Pringles can shape. It's really close. However... 
Jesse was really close. The answer is Cheetos. Oh. Cheetos lip balm. Can you imagine that? It just turns your lips orange and it's like flaky. Yeah. Turns your lips all powdery. Maybe with they orange. have like a hand lotion that you can dip just the tips of your fingers in to match your lips. Nice and orange. I know somebody with a really big supply of that. <laughs> I'm not going to say lip who, balm? though. Uh, no, the hand lotion that oh, turns things orange. I think I know where you're going with that, Ben. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Jesse gets the point, and that takes the total up to one and one. Mm. Question number three, going to Ben first. We've all seen the pancakes and sausage frozen food items in the grocery store that are basically just corn dogs. You know what I'm talking about? Where they say they're called pancakes and sausage, but it's just a corn dog. So Jimmy Dean, in 2016, they thought it would be a good idea to add this to the pancake batter. Jimmy Dean, in 2016, added a pickle (laughs) to the batter of their sausage and pancake uh, confections. Okay, pickle. I'm going to go with chocolate chips. Jesse, you are on a roll. Oh, it is chocolate oh, chips. Hey. <laughs> I would like to protest um. <laughs> the fact that y'all live together. <laughs> okay, here's the <laughs> truth, though. I didn't even know the pancakes and sausage uh, corn dog thing was real until this moment. And when you think about pancake, like a chocolate chip pancake and sausage, that sounds pretty good. But when you think about it as a corn dog with chocolate chips in it, yeah, it just sounds weirder. I would totally. So I probably that... actually ate those. <laughs> <laughs> Were they probably... good? Do you remember? They yeah, probably. probably. Came in like... Sorry, <laughs> they probably came in like a lunchable. You know, I feel like lunchables were just full of those very weird. Like the flavor. rejects that they yeah. couldn't sell the whole package of. <laughs> they had to go in I a remember container. It wasn't Lunchable. What was the thing other than Lunchable? Oh, like the knockoff oh. Lunchable? Kid Cuisine. Yeah. Yes, Kid Cuisine. Oh. Yes. I remember they had a little like lunch packet that had a chocolate in it, and the chocolate was full of Pop Rocks. Oh. Oh. Well, that's not that weird, but it's weird. Either that or it was like a really, really old kid cuisine that my mom got from Esh's or something. <laughs> Those were not Pop Rocks, Ben. Equally possible that it was just fermented chocolate that was making my mouth all tingly. <laughs> maybe maybe don't buy any more of those. Yeah, no. I'll get rid all of right. our storehouse of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. After question three, the total is two to one. Question four. In 1998, Frito-Lay developed this kind of drink as a compliment to their Lay's chips. Jesse. I'm going to say, I really want to say milk for some reason, and I'm going to think orange-flavored milk, like a nice, mild, creamsicle milk. What's better after a long, hard day of work <laughs> out in the sun than a bag of Frito-Lay chips and orange-flavored milk? Mm. Ben, what's your guess? Um... That sounds really bad, Jesse, but I think what I'm going to say is worse because I'm going to say ranch-flavored soda. Oh, Ben. Because, <laughs> like, my ranch mind dip is what you dip. You dip Frito-Lay's potato chips in ranch dip, and it goes together. And 1998 was weird. 
Have you ever had ranch soda? Because I've seen that before. Like, that's a real thing. Yeah, it's definitely a thing that Frito Lay invented. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ben says ranch flavored soda. Jesse says orange milk. The answer is, and this was a little bit of a red herring to kind of throw you off. It's not that weird. It's lemonade. Frito Lay lemonade. Oh. It's just straight lemonade but with the Frito-Lay logo on it, and people didn't like that because it looked like Frito-Lay. I don't know. But Am I correct in saying that ranch-flavored soda is closer to lemonade than orange milk? I'm going to say that just because of the transparency of the liquid. Well, mine had a fruit oh. in it. so Yeah, I was going to say Jesse's is oh. essentially the correct answer, but I'll take you know the what? point. You know what? Noah's gut said ranch soda. Well, now I'm torn <laughs> because the citrus, hmm. You did have a citrus aspect. All right, Ben, I think you're right. You, If you hadn't brought it up, I would have given you the point. Aww. But I'm going to give the point to Jesse, three to one. Thank you. I she, will come back on the show. She deserved <laughs> it. All right, number five. Kellogg's Breakfast Mates was a line of cereal products that stayed on shelves only a short time. And these products contained cereal, a spoon, and this rather unappetizing item. Jesse. Um, no, wait. This is Ben. Yep. Ben. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's my turn to go first. <laughs> ben. So this, this I, box you I could find really on store shelves. I was just really quiet because I have no idea. <laughs> this box you could find on store shelves, it was a little pack, kind of like the bowls you can get now that have cereal, um, just dry cereal. So it had... The dry cereal, a spoon, and then this one other thing. Dehydrated milk. Dehydrated water to it. Like stir it up. Or that is on add uh, French vanilla creamer. (laughs) Oh, wait, I've changed my answer. Is it French vanilla creamer and soy milk? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can I assume you'd like to input dehydrated milk as your answer? Yes, you can assume that. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Okay, that's going to be hard to top. I'm going to say, because of the key term here being unappetizing and the assumption that these were on shelves and not refrigerated, I'm going to say an orange. I'm going to stay on my orange theme and say they put... Oh, no, no, no. Okay. You know those little candies? Wait, what? <laughs> no, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> so, uh, we we all know an orange is a great part of a balanced breakfast, and you know those little like gummy candies that you get at a gas station that are just in the shape of orange wedges. Ugh, those so bad. Those were in with the cereal as your balanced and yet non-perishable uh, breakfast citrus item orange gummies orange gummies sticking with an orange citrus theme and i have to give the point to ben on this one because you got really close the breakfast mates from kellogg's contained cereal spoon and shelf stable milk oh whatever that means so if you want room temperature milk in a little carton that is shelf stable you can purchase that. It's not refrigerated. It's not kept in like the fridge or freezer section. It's just in the straight 
shelf completely was, dry. Were the was the cereal kept separate from the milk, or was it <laughs> incredibly soggy? Basically, dumplings at that point. You know, it doesn't actually say, but I have to oh, imagine the, the milk is I've separate. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, I have to imagine the milk separate. There's no way you also, can prevent sog. You can't provide me any proof that shelf-stable milk is not soy milk and French vanilla creamer. <laughs> but that that was not your final answer, Ben. Oh, whatever. I still got the point, Jesse. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Shoot. So this was released in 1998, so it would be really interesting to see if anybody has these still hoarded at their house and what that milk would look like now, 22 years later. It's shelf-stable. Shelf-stable. It's totally fine. All right. <laughs> Going into question six, Jesse has the lead three to two. This brand of chips generated an unusual amount of customer ire when they changed their chip bag to a more eco-friendly packaging. Jesse. Okay. You know what? I actually do know this one. I think. We just talked about it. Uh, I'm going to go with Sun Chips. And they changed their packaging to some kind of recycled material. But the problem was it made so much noise when you were handling the bag that the customer outrage made them change back to the eco-unfriendly packaging. All right. Well, that was either a very confident story or Jesse knows the answer. Ben, what is your answer? The problem is I think Jesse's right. <laughs> Because I vaguely remember that. I'll allow you to answer the same if you think it's right. However, if Jesse is leading you astray and you guess the same answer, then she automatically gets the point. Ooh, I like that twist. Um, I'm going to say it was the same as Jesse's. It, I, I'm pretty sure that's the correct answer. Well, it turns out that all three of us have had negative Sun Chips experiences in our lives because all three of us remember this. It is Sun Chips. <laughs> and I remember because my mom and sister went through like a crazy Sun Chips phase and they just like stopped eating them because the bags were so loud. It's such a silly complaint, but you couldn't eat your lunch in peace because somebody was just crinkling the bag all the time. First world problems. All right. Well, you both take a point then. Um bringing us up to three and four. Question number seven. In the late 1980s, McDonald's attempted to branch out of the burger and fries genre with these two new items that failed spectacularly. What were these items? Jesse. Ben, I mean. Ben. Yeah, thank you. That's twice. <laughs> I'm going to say, what are freeze-dried fruit, specifically banana and apricots <laughs> freeze-dried apricots hmm. all right so those are your two items freeze-dried bananas and freeze-dried apricots apricots however apricots. you say it. yes i did say apricots <laughs> all right jesse what is your answer well i've always thought it was very suspicious that mcdonald's does not serve hot dogs so i'm gonna go with hot dogs and Ooh. i'm gonna go with Something healthy, kale salad. Hot dogs and kale salad. Both excellent answers. <laughs> Hot dogs would make sense as McDonald's is a burger restaurant. However, it gets weirder than that. 
in the 1980s, McDonald's thought it would be a good idea to release mixed spaghetti <laughs> and pizza. Not McPizza from my research. It was just pizza. But mixed spaghetti, it's just a box like you'd get like one of the combo meal burgers in, but full of spaghetti. Not very great looking spaghetti, also from my research. Yeah. And McPizza. All right, so I will assign one point for this. Um, Jesse, I think you got closer with it being hot food. I would agree. I also I have to say. I'm like, I can almost guarantee the reasoning behind this was like some higher up at McDonald's was like, we already make French fries. We can make pasta. It's the same <laughs> thing. Just yellow strips of food. It's the same. Yeah. And they're both from some Europe thing. <laughs> Obviously. Spaghetti's French, I think. Same part of the world. Spaghetti's French. Pizza. Well, that's Italian, of course. All right. So that will bring us to five and three. Jesse taking a bigger lead. So I while we're on tie. the McDonald's track, you can still... Actually, there are three more questions, so you could you could still beat her. All right, five to three, question eight. We'll continue with this McDonald's track. Uh, going further back into the 1960s, they also developed a special burger designed as a meat alternative burger. And all it contained was a bun, two pieces of cheese, and this taking place of the meat. What did they replace the meat with? I think it's my turn. It's Jesse's turn. Right in. Um, well... Knowing McDonald's and how health conscious they must have been in the 1960s, or maybe weren't, um, they probably thought that a meatless burger would be a bun, two pieces of cheese, and that's it. I'm going to say ketchup. I, I think that they had no idea what to put on there instead of meat, so they just did ketchup. <laughs> They're just like, uh, we'll just remove the meat. <laughs> it's just a bun and some cheese. Yep. I guess that's a grilled cheese. There you go. So that's fair. All right, Ben, what's your answer? I'm going to say with a certain level of confidence that it was a bun, two slices of cheese, and a hash brown. Ooh. Oh, that actually sounds really good. Yeah, that I can... <laughs> There's nothing better than a McDonald's hash brown. It's so good. Right? That's not why they sponsor. tried to make a burger out of it. <laughs> yeah, clarify, not a sponsor. That's why. Yeah, not, a, not a sponsor. It's so Unless good. You, you got to get some. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. Eat it every All day. Right. Doesn't make me sick. When I, was think when I was thinking about the 60s and what might have been popular at that time, I was thinking about how, like, jello salads used to be a thing. Mm. Maybe around that time frame. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure, but they just, like, mixed jello and lettuce and fruit together. And it was kind of weird. But this McDonald's hula burger from the 60s contained a bun, two pieces of cheese, and a thick slice of pineapple. Whoa. Ooh. It's I It's very boring. That. <laughs> well, that has no protein in it. I don't know that pineapple is a great substitute for, like, ground beef. I don't know, Noah. Did you ever try a McDonald's hula burger? I was not alive. That and is fair. Maybe I'll ask my grandparents. <laughs> anyway, a hula I'm burger. Gonna, uh, I'm going to post a poll on our Instagram. So go check out our Instagram whether you would eat uh, a McDonald's 
Hula Burger? Is that what it was called? Yes. And if more than 10 people vote on that poll, we'll do an Instagram live of uh, one of us eating one. Ooh. <laughs> one that's like 60 years old. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go back in time. No, we'll recreate one. That's true. We could just go to McDonald's and get the other things and get a pineapple. The ingredients don't seem hard. And I'm thinking it seems pretty easy to make. If you like pineapple on your pizza, how different is this? This is disgusting. Exactly. That is my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give this one to Ben purely because now I really want a hash brown burger. Mm. So Uh, yes. We'll make Hash one of those brown two. burger, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, yes. Let's make one of those two. We can compare the pineapple burger to the the hula burger to the hash brown burger, and we'll see which one's better. I will watch. So everyone on Instagram, please vote in that poll. All right, five to four. Ben's tying it up, or getting closer to tying it up, I should say. Question number nine. In two thousand nine, KFC launched a special promotion. A popular celebrity encouraged people to go to the KFC website where they could print off a coupon for a free grilled chicken meal. And the demand was so great, millions of orders were placed, and KFC had to stop honoring the promotion because it was so rampant and everybody wanted this free grilled chicken meal. So, this was all stem this all stemmed from one celebrity. Who was this celebrity that advertised this KFC campaign? Ben. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> 2009 Ashton Kutcher he was a big deal then right I think so actually wait can I change my answer sure Reba McIntyre oh Ooh. that's a good answer I would buy a KFC from her or right? get free KFC too. from her <laughs> <laughs> alright Jesse do you have any ideas do I'm you eating if this Reba's promotion? buying <laughs> Reba endorsed the KFC, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For some reason, the first name that popped into my mind was Janet Jackson, and I don't know why, but we'll go with Janet (laughs) Jackson, who has a particular type of follower. So, I don't know, perhaps. All right, Reba McIntyre and Janet Jackson both went female, both went big, and... You needed to think a little bigger. The correct answer is Oprah Winfrey. <gasps> Oprah. She advertised this campaign on her daytime show and said, basically the equivalent of, you get a KFC. You get a KFC. Everybody go to KFC's website. And the website crashed. KFC had to post signs in their stores that said, we can no longer accept the Oprah free meal coupons. It was a really big deal. And... Moral of the story, if you get Oprah to talk about your product, you better be ready. I'm torn for different reasons on which one to go with. I feel like... Well, if you give me the point, it'll make this last round really suspenseful. Yeah, do it. Give Ben a point. All right, Ben gets the point. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Ben has tied it up five to five. Suspense. Thank All you. right. And this last question is a real doozy. It actually gets kind of scary. So, oh. speaking of failed marketing campaigns, this restaurant mascot from the 1980s angered a man so greatly that he went into one of the stores in their Atlanta location. He took several employees hostage 
and demanded $100,000 and a copy of the novel The Widow's Son by Robert Anton Wilson. What was this marketing campaign? Or who, who was this restaurant mascot? Um, Think 1980s. What mascots were you seeing on the TV? Right, when Jessie? I was alive. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, okay, the widow's son. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a widow was the mascot. <laughs> a black widow. How about that? A black widow was the mascot for burger king the burger king widow what a classic marketing icon that's why it failed (laughs) (laughs) all right ben do you have any ideas about this 1980s restaurant mascot what was that purple thing that mcdonald's had oh uh grimace yeah grimace yeah grimace Oh, it was Grimace. Yeah, yeah, I know my McDonald's characters. Wow. All right, Ben says Grimace. <laughs> Jesse says <laughs> I, uh, the Burger King <laughs> Widow. All right, the answer. Black I'm I'm kind of torn between both of your answers. Both of them are wrong. Huh. So I'm going to give you a hint, and the first oh, okay. person to shout out the answer if you know it will get it correct. This is a mascot you really want to avoid. All right, that was not helpful. (laughs) I was going to say, no, no. Was the mascot diabetes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He might have been diabetic. I think that was unconfirmed, but it was not. The answer is Domino's. Wait, give another hint. Give another hint. Oh, well, I just. Okay, Domino's. We can work with that. It's Domino's. You want to avoid it. All right. This is a Domino's mascot. Oh, oh, oh. was it a robber? I think he was a robber. He was like the bandit, like some kind of the the Domino's bandit. He's really someone you want to avoid. I don't know. (laughs) Al Capone? (laughs) (laughs) Domino's paid millions of dollars to have Al Capone as the face of their brand. No, I really want to get it now. I think it's the 1980s. I'm going to guess. Well, who was in charge of Russia at the time? (laughs) (laughs) I don't Uh, know. Oh, what was his name? Actually, yeah, 1980s, some Russian figure. Some Russian figure. Russian figure from 1980. I'm guessing maybe neither of you know this character then, because I think you would have gotten it by now. In 1980- Khrushchev. <laughs> Nikita Khrushchev. <laughs> okay, we're getting farther away. All right. In the 1980s, Domino's had a campaign for the Noid. Does anybody remember the Noid or the slogan, avoid the Noid? Clearly no. not. <laughs> I think there was a video game. There was like an NES game for him. Uh, you should look him up. He's he's a very just unlikable looking character. Bunny. He's Looks he's like, like a bunny. He's like a bunny robber. I think he was a robber. I don't actually remember why you were supposed to avoid the Noid, but just a bad looking mascot. But anyway, there was a man named Kenneth Lamar Noid, 
so his last name was Noid. And he believed that the whole campaign was designed to make fun of him. So he took several employees hostage at an Atlanta Domino's and demanded $100,000 and a copy of the novel The Widow's Son. Fortunately, he gave himself over to the police and nobody was harmed. Well, what's the significance oh. of The Widow's Son? No idea. <laughs> Great. This sounds like a super sane individual. I did research this article to make sure it was true because I read it in one place and thought, that can't be right. And sure enough, it is a news tr- news article. It is true. I don't know what the significance of this sci-fi novel is. But anyway, now I have to make the tough call whether to give it to Ben or Jesse. All right, Ben, Jesse, you each have 10 seconds to make a case for yourself. Well, you have um, to live with one of us. That is a good argument. Ben, can you top it? That's really good. Um, I just sent you a picture in our Discord. That is my argument. Ooh, all right. Let's check the Discord. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Ooh, it's a Sonic the Hedgehognoid. Be- oh. Ben is tying into my love of Sonic the Hedgehog. I was Hedgehog. bullying you. Ben was appealing to your interests. Ben, heads or Tails. Tails. Heads, I guess, then. Ben wins. It is tail. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I love to win. All right. Ben wins the game five to or six to five. Thank you for playing. Thank you for learning all about fast food fails. I hope you enjoyed. And I'm very excited to make a hula burger with you both very soon. Yes. Oh, I'm excited for that, too. I- I'm not. Also, I hate pineapples, so this is not going to go well. <laughs> You should have led with that before I offered it up without asking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this concludes the very first episode of Food Flop Funambulism. Thank you. Thank you. And I believe that also will conclude our third episode of Noodles at Noon. Well, Jesse, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Noah, thank you as well for joining us once again. And thank you for listening because you are the true winner. That's right. You are all winners just for listening. Thank you so much. And we'll see you again next week. Unless we see you on our Instagram where we do the Instagram live of us eating a hula burger. Thank you guys so much. See you later. <laughs>